0: Hey, it's the Football Outsiders live stream, and we are on. Welcome to the Football Outsiders live stream and podcast for June 16th, 2022. I am Aaron Schatz, the uh, editor in chief of Football Outsiders, joined as always by Mike Tanier. And our special guest this week is our old friend Doug Farrar from USA Today's. Are you technically from USA Today or from USA Today Touchdown Wire or USA Today Media Group?
1: Uh, technically, it's the USA Today Sports Media Group. We like to overinflate our importance with these long, you know,
0: long names that can be names. summarized as small acronyms.
1: Uh, USAT SMG, if you're being, you know, if we, you're being we
0: brought for our tier lists, we've been doing these tier lists every week, and he writes a lot about pass coverage. And this week, we're going to talk about ranking the 32 teams in pass coverage. Uh, Before we do that, though, here's a fun question that just came across Twitter, and I want to get Doug and Mike's take. Kevin Clark from The Ringer asked, if they started a football version of the LIV tour tomorrow, which quarterback is jumping first? Carson (laughs) Lentz. That's
1: easy.
2: I can picture him in a non-American setting and just trying to fit in there, excusing
1: uh, the, excusing the bone saws and all that. I don't know <laughs> anything about that. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, part of me is like, I, I mean, I don't want to be glib, you know. Deshaun Watson kind of wants to live sort of like a, a chic somewhere, uh, but let's leave that aside. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is the first. Aaron Rodgers is the first name that comes to mind. But then I realize, you know, you know, Phil Nicholson. He's like, I mean, he's an excellent golfer, but he's kind of like Mr. Blandy McBland face. Like, oh, he, you know,
1: he, so, so I was thinking Matt Ryan. Not lately. Nicholson looks like James Woods in casino now. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: I was thinking
1: him beaten up in the car. He won't even do it himself.
2: <laughs> so I'm thinking Matt Ryan, Mr. Everyman, Mr. Oh, I'm just apolitical. I'm just doing my thing. Would, would wind up in,
0: the, in this particular league. A lot of people answered Rodgers. A lot of people answered Kirk Cousins. I can definitely see that. A lot of people answered Baker Mayfield. But if the LI, if LI, you know if the Saudi Arabians were really creating an alternate football league and we're going to pay guys hundreds of millions of dollars, they wouldn't go after Baker Mayfield first. They'd go after Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Holmes and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen first. I'm picturing Baker Mayfield trying to get traded to this league and failing now.
1: Pick me, pick me, him and like Garoppolo and the <laughs> You're yeah,
0: right, right. all the
1: purgatory quarterbacks. um Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Wentz would be the, the 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 easy for me, perfect fit for all kinds of reasons. Oh. And hey, what a hey. league it would be—a league of his own. It's a, a fun
0: question it? that I'm hoping we never ever have to deal with. <laughs> Yes. Because it's hard enough for the golf people right now dealing with the complete and total breakup of everything oh, they cover.
2: Yes. And, and the NFL is morally suspect enough as it is without creating like an extra, extra, extra extra morally suspect NFL. Yes. Yes. NFL uh, really Rogers,
1: more- see, I don't think Rogers would go because Rogers doesn't care about the money. He cares about the, you know, the FaceTime and he, he so wants to be prominent, but then he's, you know, he's like the kid who runs away from home all the time, gets to the, end of the street and goes, Hey, Hey, Hey.
2: They would butter him up and tell him how smart and important he was. And he'd be like, he'd be like the, the, the dog in the cartoon following the smell of the cake. Uh It's an, it's an, interesting I, I think he has like, a level of
1: intelligence enough to know that the NFL is where his brightest butter. Which,
0: which would be better for your, um, for your like historical resume, having a second Super Bowl title, or being the first champion of a new league, if the NFL split in two,
1: uh, the former. Yeah, I mean, the new leagues. It's not. It's, it's not interesting because
0: it sounds like you're suggesting that the NFL may have some cachet that the PGA Tour doesn't have. Perhaps. like the value of the shield is more than the value of the whatever the pga logo is.
1: it's also not an individual game right yeah well that's obviously there is a there is a group think that goes on yeah i could totally see cousins doing it too um yeah well speaking of it not to have a firebrand personality in a certain how shall i put this decelerated level of situational intelligence <laughs> you just described Carson Wentz. It is, um, is amazing. And Kirk Cousins, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be YOLO in a certain way.
0: There we go. Yeah, a useful title points out that Tommy Maddox was MVP of the first season of the XFL and no one can ever take that away from him because no because no one cares.
2: Chuck Fusina had two USFL rings, I believe.
0: Yeah. The, any kind of LIV football league would be a very different situation than the USFL or the XFL, though. Like, I mean, the amount of money that they would be giving out would be phenomenal. It, it would be much closer to the USFL, but it would be a bigger deal than the USFL. Like the, just, original, the original. I'll ha- USFL. Yeah, I'll
1: be happy to run LIV wire over at uh, USAT SMG.
2: Brian Knowles, if you're listening... It's going to be your job to write the weekly LIV football columns if it happens. <laughs> I'll be sitting here being like, ah, oh, Derek Henry, da-da-da-da, and you're going to have to worry about the LIV football team.
1: The do. LIV DVLA.
0: The league would be big enough that we would have to do that. I didn't do it for the USFL this year, but I would definitely, if there was an LIV football league, I think it would have enough stars that I'd have to pull that off. Maybe I could get some of that sweet, sweet Saudi Arabian money to be their official stats provider.
1: Well, obviously you're a defector too, so there you go.
0: Then I'll be a defector too. Um, right, so speaking of uh, football being a game where you can't do it alone, I think that's the spirit of doing a pass coverage tier list because we're talking here about, first of all, the difficulty of splitting the defensive backs and a little bit the linebackers from the pass rush It's not as simple as let's look at what these teams did in past defense DVOA last year because a lot of that is pass rushing. We want to look here just at coverage. So it matters who your number one corner is, but it also matters who your other guys are and do you have depth and what are your safeties and a little bit your linebackers. And there's a lot that goes into it. So the way that we're going to do this is we're actually going to start at the bottom of the list with kind of a fun team. And then gradually we will move up and Doug, you and I will comment Ooh. on Mike's rankings and we will move teams around a little bit to where we uh to where we think they should be. All
1: right. Okay, I have Mike's tears here. You
2: guys
0: hear that?
1: That's our drum roll, I believe. No. Uh, <sighs> those are,
2: well, that's not a drum roll. Those are choppers.
1: Those are choppers. Oh. Hawkeye BJ. Oh. Suicide is painless. Yeah, I see where you're you're starting here.
2: We're starting out on the match list, which, of course, is where the Baltimore Ravens go. Everybody got hurt last year. All of their backups got hurt. I know they are getting a bunch of guys back, but I, I stuck them here for now so that you guys can help guide me as to where this team should go.
1: Well, let's talk AGL regression or degression or what is it? Is it, it's not regression. When regression, it goes- it's regression because
0: right. it's going to return to average. Like the most likely, I mean, you know, injuries don't entirely return to average. There are certain teams that have more injuries than others year after year, but there is a very, very tiny chance that Baltimore has as many defensive back injuries next year as, as they did last year. Um, I mean, I think when you talk about actually the talent that they have, assuming guys are back healthy, this is a really good secondary. Humphrey, Peters, now you have Marcus Williams, now you have Kyle Hamilton, you still have Chuck Clark if you want to play three safeties. Like, Like, this is actually, I think, one of the better secondaries in the league, now that they're, between the guys they're getting back,
1: and then the guy they signed, and then the guy they drafted. This is the highest bump I have for any of the secondaries. I know we're going to talk linebackers, but I focused on secondaries. I have them going from mash to B. Yeah, Um, I think that's pretty accurate. I would put them in B also. Highly interesting safety group. Chuck Clark can play box backer where he belongs. Marcus Williams can hang out in the deep third. And Kyle Hamilton can do anything. My favorite player in this draft class. I know the AGL for the secondary last season has to be nuts, which makes me think it's going to move back to their favor. Marcus Peters is still recovering from the ACL. I get that, might be ready for training camp. He is also the ultimate boomer bus cornerback not named for Von Diggs. That's not gonna change. <laughs> yeah. But if he comes back strong, it allows Marlon Humphrey to avoid getting everything thrown at him, literally. And Jalen Armour Davis is a guy, kind of an underrated rookie prospect. They got him in the middle rounds. Um, I, you know, Even if they have spot injuries here and there, I think their secondary is fine. I wrote a piece a couple weeks ago on their safety group because I was so high on Hamilton. I think they may have, we talk about safety duos. They may have the NFL's most interesting safety trio. Trio, And I think that's going to be the spine of their coverage. Uh, Do you guys do, by the way, I know SIS doesn't, do you separate numbers of cornerbacks or DBs on the field into corner and safety? Because I'd love to get big nickel. SIS,
0: SIS does have tracking of that, that I can ask okay. them about when I need to know about a certain team. I don't have that okay. data myself, but yeah, obviously there's. I subscribe and it's not hard. on there
1: anyway. They just do like five DBs and that's it. They have
0: it in their, in their database. I think they do okay. have it. The Patriots obviously play a lot of three safety stuff. Um, do you think that's what's happened? Do you think the Ravens are
1: going to play a lot of three safety stuff? Absolutely. And now they may put Ham because Hamilton played a crap ton of slot. And in, in that regard, it's going to be a nickel or a dime and he'll be a slot defender, not necessarily a safety, you know, a slot safety responsibility might be something like quandary digs back D- digs did in Detroit where it was off and kind of that star thing that Jalen Ramsey does and, um asante samuel jr does but i think the three safety and uh mike mcdonald their new dc has said this that that the three safety group is going to be the foundation of our defense the whole thing i mean right now the
0: the nickel is brandon stevens and i think i would rather have clark and hamilton on the field than stevens
1: yeah hamilton to me my (laughs) my rational comp was derwin james I really want to say who my irrational, like if he maximizes his talent comparison is, because he's planet theory. Guys who are yeah. 6'4, 220, do not, they don't run like Devin McCourty. This doesn't happen. Right. So, uh, Fran Kluwer is, <laughs> I do <don't laughs> want to say that. but he could be that guy. Um, he's a very special player um marcus williams everyone remembers the one play he's fine he's oh no marcus williams is a good player you don't very good player very good deep third guy so they have that they have hamilton who kind of roam everywhere and then they put chuck clark of course one of the problems was chuck clark was the only like healthy guy in the field so he had to cover deep doesn't really do that he's the box guy that's fine he can now do that so i think the the found the foundation of that defense not just the the backfield but the defense will be that three safety group and how they are creatively deployed under Wink Martindale. It was blitz, blitz, blitz. And it was very static in the back. This is going to be the exact opposite. So it may take a few minutes for everyone to get on the same page, but I think they'll be fine.
2: Yeah. That's great so one. I would move
1: them from mash to be.
2: Yep. Oh, they're there. That's the thing about the mash. You go to the 4077, you get patched up, you get back out. Good as new. And that's what the Ravens are going to do. That's yep. the, there you go. I'm gonna you away from this an,
0: Let's talk about the teams you have an F.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna give all three at once here. The Atlanta Falcons, who I can't name. I, I think I have Casey Hayward and a bunch of guys I can't name. Uh the Kansas City Chiefs, who might get some debate, but remember they've lost a lot of pieces in that secondary, including uh, the Honey Badger. And this one might be a little more controversial. Obviously, they drafted Sauce Gardner. They got some good guys at safety, the New York Jets. So those are the three teams I gave an F to.
1: I have thoughts on all three Dr. Shots.
2: If
0: you want to go first, well, my first thing is just to let you kind of know where I'm going to come from on this, I was sort of surprised looking over Mike's initial tiers, how much I wanted to move teams towards the middle. Right. When yeah. we did running backs and we did run defenses, you know, we were like, look, you know, there there isn't that much difference between running backs, there isn't that much difference between run defenses. Of course, they're going to be very much grouped in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with secondaries in general,
1: but I I'm moving a lot of like guys it is no. this year. Like, I'm moving a lot like, of guys from the middle to the low top. Like I was like, the Jets last
0: last year is at last year were the Jets and F? Yeah, this year with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed and Whitehead, I feel like they should be a little bit higher.
1: Atlanta absolutely should be higher because of AJ Terrell. Thank you. Course. Best right. cornerback were not – well, I'll, I'll give you my Falcons notes. Hayward was very good for a bad Raiders pass. His, his,
0: AJ Terrell's charting stats were insane. He
1: was something AJ like – AJ Terrell first is second. NFL's – yeah, he's the best Everything. cornerback no one's talking about. Their safety group is a big bunch of meh. I get that. Yeah. But when you have two good outside cornerbacks, that's most more than a lot of teams have who are higher on this list. Terrell is legitimately great. You can get things done with a better-than-F degree. I had them going from F to C-minus. I also yeah, I'm good with that boys too, boys. because
0: I think Isaiah Oliver is a little underrated.
1: Yeah. And
0: Hayward is good.
1: And Terrell is outstanding and their safeties are met. Uh Jets from F also to C minus. Uh and I think if there's one defense that could be sneaky good in coverage this season, I'm I'm starting here. Sauce is rookie Richard Sherman. Uh, no less in authority than Richard Sherman himself told me this a couple months ago. He's going to take some lumps, but he's also going to play over his skis at times in the workout. DJ Reed was highly effective in a Seattle defense that did nothing to accentuate the strengths of anybody last year. Uh, they're still putting this together, but I think this could be a surprising unit. I guess I would lean towards D, just
0: because you don't quite know what you're going to get out of sauce yet. But definitely higher than F, Yeah.
1: And then the Chiefs, I went from F to D. Losing Matthew is a major hit. He's one of those glue guys who just holds the defense together. I find that the Juan Hornthil, Juan, Hornthil, hi. Juan Thornhill, too much coffee, Justin Reed safety pairing, interesting. I wonder if the Chiefs are going to go heavy too deep. They can play some uh, some big nickel with Brian Cook from Cincinnati, played more single high than anyone on, in the NCAA last year. Um, they also lost Daniel Sorensen. Lost, which is probably good for a couple of <laughs> right years. I lost. love he landed in New Orleans because the one guy who wanted to kill him on the field was Matthew, another together again. That's just awesome. They, um, but I they lost, lost Chavarrius too. Yeah, love Trent McDuffie, the smart, aggressive corner. Um, I think they'll be okay. I, I think as far as, you know, a blue guy, you obviously know what that means. Um, that's going to hurt, and it's going to make the Saints better but i don't think they're completely i think the chiefs are just going to look so different on both sides of the ball next year right i yeah, think you know. Snead is good yeah i think That's Fenton fine. is good i
0: mean i i mean yes they lost matthew less they lost ward they're expecting a lot out of a rookie in trent mcduffie yeah. but i mean, i agree it's definitely this i would put them higher i would say let, I, let's go with d for now I think of your, I, yeah, I so your three F teams, I'm highest on the Jets. The the thing that I'm definitely highest on the Falcons of the three F teams, but the thing that's keeping me from putting them higher than D is that some teams are going to have to be D. Like not everybody can be a C. Right. So. By the way, Joey sucks
2: and asked what percent of these grades are the corner 66%. I was looking at a variety of things when I put the, again, initial grades together. One thing I did is I went to the SIS data in addition to looking at some of our football outsiders metrics, like deep coverage and all. And I got the coverage numbers when the quarterback was not pressured. So you can turn pressure on pressure. No, yes, pressure, no pressure, either. So I went with no pass pressure, what happened. And a lot of times the situation is you get this very different set of data out there. And uh, particularly the the chiefs look kind of horrendous in that the jets look kind of horrendous in that. So that's one of the things I, I, I worked on when doing this and like moving people around based on, losses of players etc cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Yeah, so. I have that listed here too. I have the team DVOA when the quarterback is not pressured because there's some teams where there's a significant difference between that and their overall pass rating because of the pass rush being so important. Right. and and um,
2: Hammer points out the corners versus the linebackers. I did look at the linebackers as well in a more general sense. You know, although again, it, it was corners then safeties then linebackers, but some of And those- there are
1: there are linebackers who can change the coverage makeup of your entire defense, you look at Devondre yeah. Campbell with the Packers last year, I mean, yeah. that, that was a completely different story when they got him.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and there
1: are linebackers who are just a disaster. that yep. are on the field all the time. Uh, one, as the one of your guys points out, I like their corners, but the Jets have zero linebackers that can cover. Um,
2: yeah, Mosley's bad in coverage. Uh, the other Q Williams is kind of a straight ahead guy. Um, let's, get to, too. let's get to the D's. And see where they stack up. So, we have a couple of D's now. Joining them, the Houston Texans, the Detroit Lions,
0: and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I will go first. I'm going to argue that the Jaguars are your F. Okay. Uh, the Jaguars last year were 31st in pass defense DVOA and 31st with no pressure. Also. <laughs> And there's nobody there. I wrote down for every team their top five guys. The top five guys for Jacksonville are Griffin, Campbell. Darius Williams was good with the Rams, but how much of that was playing opposite Ramsey? And then Jenkins and Wingard are the safeties. Nobody there really moves the needle for me at all. Like if there's going to be a team that's an F, that's the team that's the F to me.
1: I like Jenkins a lot. I put him on one of my underrated players lists last year, but he, he doesn't do enough to to move that needle uh griffin is kind of a b plus to c plus corner you know he's just that guy um yeah i wouldn't disagree with the f there the thing with the texans is you have absolutely no idea which Derek stanley you're gonna get if it was a 2019 first five you know top five pick or the guy who was so hesitant and trying so hard to make things happen the last two seasons and especially as the uh, I think it got in his head a little bit, um, and I've talked to some people about this. Like he, he will be too tentative, and then he'll be too bold. There's not a lot of middle ground, so he 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 projects to me as an ultimate boomer bust guy, right in there with the Travon Diggs and the you know Marcus Peters. And when you're doing that as in the SEC and you go to the rookie and you're already doing that, hello, that's nerve
0: wracking. This that's is where problem. I feel like I said this a lot about Houston or I think this came up with the Raiders of their defensive line, but I'm going to say it about Houston in the secondary. Surprisingly reasonable numbers last year. They were actually 12th in defensive DVOA when there was no pass pressure, but they've changed three guys, so that doesn't matter right. because it's all new guys now. It's Steven Nelson, and it's Stingley, and it's Petre. The only carryover is uh, Tavir uh, Thomas as the slot cornerback. So like, it doesn't Who matter. Who is
1: also an underrated guy. And I like Petrie a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, Thomas pieces, was good last year. But if you're going to you know, carry over a guy from last year, he's the guy to carry over. But you also have to wonder, is it going to just be a bunch of bullcrap Tampa 2 from 2005? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Then it's like, are you judging anymore? their pass coverage based on the players or based on the coaches?
1: If we're playing the Urlacher defense, I don't know. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it, Detroit. I'm looking at their situation. Waiting for Akuda to someday be something. Nah. Yeah. Um, I wonder
0: what we all got wrong about him because he's not a guy who was a who was overdrafted like everybody uh, thought. He was the number one corner that year. Agreed. Agreed. I don't. I. It's. I think injuries
2: have had something to do with it, but he yeah, sort of definitely. disappeared during that. You know, Patricia. Era when
1: you know the the era of bad feelings out there, some guys need support emotionally. Uh, he wasn't going to get that. Uh, I will mention with the Lions, Onuari, uh, I really like him. Some of the interception, I mean, the interception numbers are high, some of them is you know bouncing off somebody's hands, but him I like a lot. Dean Marlowe, I think Humphrey Bogart played Dean Marlowe in like (laughs) 1942. Yeah, other than that mike hughes to sean has gone marlo's in atlanta now oh okay um oh i see that star there yeah i don't i don't see anything take them out of f um or d they're in d which is oh d d sounds d, about which is, right yeah that's fine that's fine well, um, one of the I've, things
2: about all three teams as i was looking over the data and dvoa opponent adjusts of mm-hmm. course but like the raw data doesn't when you're looking at these terrible secondaries and then you see kind of okay numbers i think the houston texans are an example of that is it just while the fourth quarter was nonsense? And right. that's kind of a lot of things you have to look at. It's like, oh, the secondary looked like it was okay. Well, yeah, well, they, were, they were trailing every fourth quarter. Teams were handing off and sitting on the ball. I, again, DVOA adjusts for it, but sometimes it's tricky when you're looking at I mean, at this nonsense. is
0: going to be a running theme about the Houston Texans. It's, it's a running theme of the chapter. But they've they've honestly built a 7-10, 8-9 team. Like, they do not suck. They no. just have no future.
1: <laughs> the other thing I'll say about the Jaguars, I'm looking back at 2019, seventh against number one receivers last year with the 32nd. It's what you know, Tom Coughlin coming in and telling everyone to get off his long. We just what <laughs> what hath he wrought? Hated it.
0: <laughs> All right, let's hit those C minuses.
2: Okay. We'll start with a team that's in the little whose secondary is in the news a little bit, probably a controversial team. Hard to separate this team's pass rush from their coverage. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just signed Benkefix Fitzpatrick to a well-deserved extension. Yep. I look him over and say most of what they're doing is pass rush oriented, not necessarily coverage oriented. But that was my initial thought.
1: The interesting thing about Edmonds in the second half of the season, the okay. light went on coverage wise. And I, 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 you guys have the splits. I don't have them in front of me, but um, especially against the Chiefs, Kelsey couldn't shake him. I'm like, where did this come from? And I think, I mean, this is an Edmonds trait, right? Because family, <laughs> family, uh, family.
0: Your athleticism
1: is so ridiculous and your acumen has to catch up. And I think in the second half of the season, that happened. Now, you, so you have Minka, you have Edmonds. They worked really well together in the second half of the season. I wouldn't necessarily put that on pass rush. I mean, it helps, but they were making plays. Minka is a top five free safety. You pay for that. that, you know throw that money out the window and go. <clears throat> um, Akilah Witherspoon was also really good down the stretch. So the real question here and is- And the numbers point, would say that Levi Wallace is better than people Well, think. the real question is whether the Steelers will get good Levi or bad Levi, and the variance can be extreme. Mm. I'm inclined to err in favor on this one because of the history of coaching, knowing what guys can and can't do. Uh, Demonte Kizzi also is a sneaky good box slot addition that will allow Fitzpatrick to roam in the deep third and Edmonds to do other things. So there's another team where you're looking at kind of three, when we say three safety, obviously there's some hybrid aspects to that, but you could see a lot of big nickel in Pittsburgh too. I I would put them up to a lot of B or maybe a B minus. I would say at least C plus. Yeah. By the way, folks, I changed the, uh, the
2: grading criteria every week just to annoy everyone, particularly Aaron and the folks who have to put the show together. So there's no C this week because C is boring. So there's C minus and C plus. There's nothing. No one gets to be average. You Can have to change the print? pronunciation of your name again, too. I do not. I have not changed the pronunciation of my. I, I, I resent. I'm this going discussion.
0: with Tanier now because he's been going with Tanier when he talks to people. So that's what I'm going to go with. It
2: okay. is. Michelle Tanier going with the next C plus team, and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders who. Swapped out a lot of guys. They now have Rocky scene. Uh They now have, like, other faces in the uh, – a, a lot of depth. at C-minus,
0: Ross.
2: Yeah. C-minus, thank you. Um, but, again, a team I think of, like, most of their success came from having a great pass rush last year, and they're planning a pretty strong pass rush this year with Chandler Jones joining uh, um, Max Crosby.
0: To point out that Travon Marig is was one of Derek's big, yes, you know guys to bust out this year. Not bust out, that sounds bad, but to break right. out this year. But on the other hand, Jonathan Abram can't cover at all. He's a big injured linebacker. A tiny injured um, linebacker.
1: I think this is about right for them. I might even drop him a bit. I think Hayward was probably their best DB last year. And he's gone. One thing I'll point out I is really,
0: really weird numbers for Nate Hobbs. Yeah. his he was targeted really rarely but when he was he gave up a lot per target which are, is kind of weird numbers especially for a slot corner
2: I, I don't know with that i wonder how much it is when you're playing the chiefs and all he's facing all these different guys in the slot that might have had something to do it how much did he have to face Keenan Allen in the slot? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to break
0: down, like, which receivers we're talking about, but right. he, he it's it's interesting. Like, he's he was not thrown at much, but when he was, he gave up big plays, and and right. especially later in the year. Like, early in the year, he was really good, and then later in the year.
1: Raiders hmm. were 21st in DVA against the slot last year, which was actually one of their better rankings. They were not good in pass coverage anyway. I, I might drop them, but maybe down to a D. All right, let's make them a D next on my c-minus list is a team that
2: made two big draft picks in the secondary which might change things up but i still see way too much patrick peterson harrison smith uh you know Eric kendrick's at linebacker the same guys from a couple years ago stats didn't look too good last year as in pass coverage for the minnesota vikings
1: i don't have a problem with uh we're at the c's now right yeah, we're at yeah, C minus. C-. C-. I'm
0: fine with putting them in C minus. That sounds about right to me. We don't know yeah, what. Yeah, when you got guys like
1: Dantzler, Harrison Smith is still pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I I keep them there. I don't have a problem with that. Right. Also, they, they yeah. have a couple guys who could bust out. You're like, okay, they're they're decent. A couple guys who can
2: bust out. So they got the youngsters, and they've got the <laughs> veterans who bring that level of veteranness to them. But it's not
1: Dancler is
0: the uh, Dantzler is the Kirk Cousins of cornerbacks. His stats are way better right, than his reputation.
1: Uh, I love Lewis. Seen as kind of that hammerhead guy who will come down and you know, right. he to me was about a middle first round talent. So that's nice. Um, but there's a lot you need to see before you can bump him right. up. Right. And, and it's they don't, cool. they don't have any single dominant defensive back.
0: Right.
1: And they and so they and they have a bunch of guys who could be good, but no one's really. I mean, outside of Harrison Smith, who you uh who was the guy that they lost to the Eagles last year, the safety I'm drawing. Harris. Name. Yeah. And that was one of those things that didn't work out for either team. And right. Harris, go back to Minnesota where he was, you know, really good.
2: Right. Right. And one of the things with the rookies, when the rookie's sitting right at the top of the depth chart in the secondary is talking to me a little bit. Not I mean when it's Hamilton it's different because you're talking about this sort of generational type player for one of yeah. a better term. But when I'm saying, like, oh first round pick, plug him right in. That's uh, usually, mm-hmm. a, sign. usually yeah. a sign. Next, Doug, your hometown, Seattle Seahawks, uh, in, for a variety of reasons, including a linebacking core that is not particularly well-known for their pass coverage and is on the field an awful lot for a linebacking core in the year 2022 with two or three guys out there, mixed with everyone's favorite tiny edge rusher, Jamal Adams, not being particularly strong in coverage, being asked to do too much. And just sort of a lackluster group of defensive backs overall. What did bad teams do?
1: What, what, been, what's one of the differences? Not the put game? their players in positions that fit their strengths. That's one thing. The difference between good teams and bad teams. Good teams make mistakes. Bad teams double down on their mistakes. <laughs> uh, when you make when you make Jamal Adams, now the second highest paid safety in the league, uh, only eclipsed by Minka at seventeen point five million a year for a 220-pound Will linebacker, and you decide to make Jordan Brooks, who was busy in college, missing run fits everywhere, and you want to turn him into the next Bobby Wagner, bad teams double down their mistakes, I'm saying. Uh, Quandary Days is a top 10 deep safety. Uh, Jamal Adams is an overpaid 200-pound will, will linebacker. Uh, now, Seattle's new defensive staff, they run in Sean Desai, and you know, they had Clint Hurt and all these – you know, Fangio guys, we have the Fangio guys. So we're going to move everything around and have all this, you know, chaos and calamity and whatever. <laughs> that, that requires communication. Um, now, they did get Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati. He's kind of a Shaq Griffin, smooth type. We'll give up a few big plays. so will be consistent. Tariq Woolen ran like a 2 8 at the combine. He will outrun some mistakes. I'm not sure if he's ready yet. A couple three years, he could be amazing. But right now, pff, Sidney Jones is a maybe. Artie Burns. They're not booing. Yes. They're saying boo earns. <laughs> um, this team has been shopping in the bargain bin, lost in the supermarket. Hello, class. The <laughs> cornerbacks over the last three seasons, and it doesn't make any more sense now than it did then. Uh, I, I would drop them. Up, I would, put I would them drop them to a T. And I'm being a little generous. Okay. Okay. Up next. Now, I mean, the only reason it... I'm not giving them an F is quandary. That's it. Yes. That's wow. it. They okay. got nothing. Well, what, what, did it, what else do they got? Unless, I you. You, I, unless from the that Jamal Adams stands up here who is just going to die before proven wrong. He's the guy who moves the needle as gigs. Right. From, from yeah. the statistical standpoint, they
2: looked better than that, and I, I might have given them a little bit more of a boost for coaching, which you're suggesting is probably not appropriate.
1: Well, I, I think – I will give Pete Carroll credit. He's, you know, in his seventies and most guys at that point, they're not, they're not flipping their scripts, but Pete wants to get in on the whole Staley Fangio thing. And he got the right guys to do it and good for him. And it's not something you can do in one off season, especially when you're bringing in all these other guys, because your cornerbacks were not good, except for the one guy you let go in the aforementioned DJ Moore. So that might take – that might take a couple – it might be – Pete might not be the coach by the time that defense is good again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Joey Sucks points out run defenses were clustered around C, and now we're getting a lot more up and down. It does change from unit to unit. Obviously, with running backs, everything was going to be clustered around C. I guarantee you, when we do offensive lines, we're going to bring some serious heat. And we're going to destroy some destroy some offensive lines here and punish some teams for putting together horrible lines. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's good. We, we we want more separation, more
1: more game. variance. Well, I mean, you're you're either creating or preventing explosive plays much more in the passing game than the run game. So you're going to have those dips.
2: Right, right. You can you can see it. You see forty yard touchdowns down the field over and over again in the right. pass defense. You don't always see in the run defense because the team gets clobbered and and that's
1: it. Unless you're the Chargers playing Derrick Henry.
2: Or Rex Burkhead.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) Up next, and I got to apologize to my neighbors who can probably hear me out the window. I forgot. I'm sorry, folks. I'm having senior moments. I forgot. I put Philadelphia Eagles at C- based on their statistics, based on the weakness of safety. I forgot recent news. A lot going on around here. I forgot that James Bradbury is in town. And I think Mm -hmm. he is a significant contributor who's going to strengthen everything around him. So I'm
1: believing this is a team that should move, I would think,
2: up a little bit.
1: I have one question, Philly boy. How much yeah. of that? I I don't know how much I can swear on this podcast. Yeah, we, we, there's no rules. How much of the bleeping, 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 bleeping invert two are they going to call next year? Because that <laughs> I would give them a Q <laughs> or a Z, a Z minus. I think well, I see those safeties come just, down and those quarters go up. You don't like that? Did I just trigger you, Mike? I'm
2: sorry. Um, I, this, this, the one thing about this coaching staff in Philadelphia is they're very flexible. They change their minds on a dime. Now that didn't happen so much on defense, on offense. The offense morphed six times last year. Yeah, I don't think with this group of people we're going to be seeing tons and tons of invert two. I have asked a
1: lot of people in the last year who are smarter than me, right? Uh, a pretty big list. Uh, what is up with invert two, and nobody can give me an answer? Why, why it's so popular around the league? Yeah, I mean, Eagles do a lot, but there's other teams doing it.
0: I mean, it's, it's, I've
1: had guys say, well, we <laughs> like it when our opponents do. it. <laughs> then it's awesome. Yeah.
0: It sort of connects to useful titles question, which is, who are the safeties? And remember, by the way, if you're watching us live on Twitch or YouTube, please ask questions in the discussion. The safeties are not the highlight of the Eagles secondary. I mean, it's Harris and Epps are the top two guys.
2: Yeah, and Kayvon Wallace is in there as well. But you have strength at corner. Linebackers are not the strength either. Again, I'm not. That, the
1: very, yeah, I mean that's that's Darius Slay, who is another one of those underrated guys. We don't really talk about him nearly enough. Um, Avante Maddox can be good. He he's useful slotty Mc, McEffert guy. Yeah. Um, so we think
0: we leave them at C plus, or do we want to put them back at C minus?
1: I would give them a solid C because they have two really. It's kind of like the Falcons where you have two really good corners. <laughs> and then uh, uh, but you know safety is kind of important these days i have heard yeah. that all right we'll move put them we'll keep,
0: leave them at c, leave him at c-. c our minus next c-, next c minus team see i'm giving. i'm not giving us a c
2: we have to we have to fisher cut bait this week okay uh i have no idea what my rationale for the new york giants was here i don't remember uh, maybe it's mckinney maybe it's another one of those teams that's like well you know they were down by 20 by halftime and i and the numbers look good uh, but this is where I put the mighty G-man.
0: Here, here, is the shock about the Giants from last year. When you look at the personnel, it really looks unimpressive. They were fifth in pass defense on plays without pass pressure.
2: That's got to be some kind of statistical residue. of Team Compared
0: Chipotle. to 14th in pass defense overall. Fifth versus
1: 14th. What, what was their pass defense DBA in the fourth quarter? Uh, I would have to look that up. Yeah. No but, one yeah. ever threw the ball. There's no pit. There's no it's zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, they went from thirty-first in. Uh, oh wait, this is okay. That so the first number on the left. So twenty nineteen, they were thirty-first in pass defense. UA. twenty twenty, they were twenty-second. Twenty twenty-one, they were fourteenth. Adoree Jackson, good numbers. I haven't really watched him. Yeah, it's... in a while. Um, I mean, I. I
0: Overall, by the way, the Giants' defense was tenth in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Useful? No, this is a no Jalen Rager zone.
2: No, J- <laughs> oh, we don't. We don't talk yeah, about. yeah how Rager. much of
0: the Giants' stats is just Jalen Rager dropping passes? Like, I fully agree. When I just looked at the personnel for the Giants, when I just looked at the depth chart, and I thought about what do I think about these players individually, I was like, C minus might be too high for them. But then when you look at the actual stats from last year of how they performed, it looks like C minus might be too low for them.
2: But they So now I'm already. thinking,
0: so C minus might be exactly right for them. Yeah. Well,
1: I think one reason Patrick Graham will eventually become a head coach if, yeah. if that's going to happen was his job. And, and of course he's now with the Raiders, um, you know, he, he did a lot of really interesting things. I I mean, the first question I ask when I look at a secondary is Is there a dominant, like, tent pole guy you can build the whole thing around? They it's don't not. have that. I mean, there's they not. had Bradbury and, he, and, and he's gone. The second question is Okay, you can still win without the tent pole guy, but how is everyone else? Like, do you have a bunch of B to C plus guys? I don't really see them either. So I'm, I'm not inspired. You want to move them down a little bit. Move them to D. I mean, again, I, yeah, I agree. I think, the I reason, mean, but obviously there is no Bradbury now. Yeah. You got no Bradbury. And then when you have, you know, you, you lose a defensive coordinator who set a lot of this stuff up. Yeah. You know, and you're asking, you had C guys playing at a B level without the guy who helped them do that. I mean, what sort of confidence do you have that that's going to continue?
2: All right. So they've been moved down, I believe, to D. And that's good. I'm gonna give you two more C minus teams here. One, the Washington commanders who have swapped out some guys. still have some decent talent out there. And another team with two high draft picks, uh, slated to probably start a major play major roles in the secondary, the Chicago Bears.
1: Um, yeah, I love Brisker. I'm fine with the Bears there. I think there are still some question marks. My notes on the commanders, they were 27th in DVOA last year, despite a roster stack from front to back on defense, and their defensive coordinator's head is filled with delicious macaroni salad. I'm not feeling (laughs) it.
0: Washington was uh, 28th in pass defense. Yeah. But 16th in pass defense when there was no pressure. Okay. Interesting. Which is funny because when you watched Washington struggle in the early part of the year, it was very clear the issue was the secondary. But I think yeah. as the year went along, it became more that the, the pass rush was not doing what we all thought it should do, right. especially once it lost Chase Young. right. So yeah. I think this is good for Washington. I wouldn't drop them pa- I wouldn't drop them any lower than this.
1: I want to look at something here. okay.
0: I mean, William Jackson had a bad year because cornerbacks are inconsistent from year to year, well, he, but I still think there's good talent there.
1: He is a man-first-press-first first corner. That's what made him so good in Cincinnati, and they didn't let him do it. So, you know, again, back to the macaroni salad. <laughs> and I'm a big
2: Benjamin St. Just fan for what it's worth. Well, there you go. Guys with French names got to stick together.
1: Mm-hmm. Let us
2: move on from the C- minuses to the C-pluses. I'm going to start by putting two teams out there. And these are two teams I'm going to classify as, well, they've got good, some good talent and they run shootouts a lot. And, like, their secondary is tested a lot. And those two teams are the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys, starting out our C-plus. Is going with the Steelers, who are already there.
1: Uh, I am would like to move the Packers up to a B-plus. Uh, Alexander's back oh. and healthy. Rasul Douglas was maybe the best in, in-season signing of the last half decade. Eric Stokes is coming along. Yeah, Darno Savage and Adrian Amos at safety. Good enough. An improved front will make that backfield better. And Devontre Devondre Campbell, I'll mention again, best linebacker they've had since Ray Nitschke. I'm kind of looking at this as a potential Super Bowl defense. I think you're I think you're overrating Russell to start out.
0: Yeah, you're you're going way up against our projections on their defense. Like their defense has not been better than average for like three straight years. Like it, Alexander is is good. But I just don't think he means that much. I'm fine with moving their secondary up to B, definitely. Um, I do get this feeling like Rasul Douglas seems to me like the kind of guy who's going to become a poster child for the inconsistency of cornerbacks.
2: Right, that's my concern.
0: Like he had this really great half season, but he's never done anything like that before. Whereas Alexander seems like an exception, like one of the few
1: cornerbacks who is consistent from year to year.
0: So getting him back is really
1: huge. Marcus Williams, who we were talking yeah. about before, his passer rating allowed from season to season is—he's a Brett Saberhagen of safeties. It's like one year it's fifty-six, <laughs> the next year it's one hundred and thirty-three, then it's sixty, then it's like ninety-eight. Antonio Cromartie was like that. Like a lot yeah. of secondary guys are like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I would say B plus if you guys are in you know B based on your projections. I'm I'm going on tape. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I, but I would move them up. Yeah, we moved him up to B. We don't have B plus. We could make B plus, but um Cowboys, what were my notes on that? Uh I'm going to give them a bump to B overall based on Dan Quinn year two. Uh Diggs and Brown had 15 combined interceptions, two outside corners. This is where the 19 teams had. I know interceptions don't mean everything, but they mean something.
0: Yeah. Brown Brown it, was underrated, I think. Yep,
1: yep. Now we're gonna get a better handle on whether Diggs is Lester Hayes or a more productive Marcus Peters. Losing because <laughs> he is a hit. You would love to see Malik Hooker play at the level he once did because, God, he was good back in the day. I'm not sure who the deep safety is going to be, but I bumped him a bit up because Dan Quinn knows how to make the most of his players. He did it last year. I think you'll see a bit more stability in that defense overall. Dan is really good with secondaries. He's awesome with fronts. He will mess you up with fronts. Um, so I'd move them to whatever whatever level of the Mike has approved for his tiers this week. <laughs>
0: I move him up, up from C+. Number two in past defense DVOA last year. I, mean, I saw. They, their secondary was very strong. I saw.
2: All right. Two more teams. The Tennessee Titans, who had a lot of – almost made the mash list because they had a lot of yeah. injured young talent last year. I was going to stick them on the mash list. Um, and I guess another team that could have been on the mash list, the Carolina Panthers, mainly because of J.C. Horn, somebody who who flashed a lot of talent before he got hurt. They've got Jeremy Chin there. they got a couple other players who could play. I thought, bad team, but their secondary looks like it's a potential strength, so I put the Panthers at C+. Yeah,
0: I think Wait, having uh, the Panthers here, mean, you're basing a lot on J.C. Horn keeping up what he was doing early in the season. I'm okay with that, but I do think it depends a lot
1: on that. I would leave them where they are. I might move the Titans up a bit. I, it's I, interesting.
0: I think, the Titans' have numbers are a little bit better, better than- but... Go,
1: I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. Let's put let's put another team or two out there because there's a team I think you guys are gonna want to move up in a second. And we'll see if, if the if the Titans are what you want to move up? Or if you want to move up, the Indianapolis Colts, because your intrepid friend here had another senior moment when he was putting things together. I forgot about Stephen uh Stephon Gilmore. Um and stuck a, stuck them in the C plus list. They also have Kenny Moore, of course, some other good ball players.
1: Which Stephon
0: Gilmore? The, the, that, the problem is, yeah, is it a healthy Stefan <laughs> Gilmore or an unhealthy Stefan Gilmore? And when
1: we get to the Bills, I'm going to ask the same question. And is Trudavia starting to ski down that hill?
0: The, the thing about the Colts and the reason why I think they belong here and not higher is, first of all, their second outside corner now is going to be Isaiah Rogers. I don't really know what he is. And losing Kerry Willis, I think, is a thing. Yeah. And back Gilmore, back. you can't fully depend on him to be healthy. If he's healthy and he's what he was three years ago, I mean, they are absolutely better than this. But
1: I just, I, don't think you can I know he's on not on the team. in Anderson Dejo, it's one of those things like Daniel Sorensen. I just go, really? What? <sighs> I'm happy with. I mean, I I love Kenny Moore. Right. Top slot corner. He's great. Other than that. Okay. Another team that you might want to move up. I mean, when your best when your best defensive back is your slot corner. Um, I know it's a nickel and dime league. I know a team from the more right. dime base, but that's still not what you want.
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Another team
2: that you might want to move up because of the quality of the cornerback plays, Miami Dolphins. With Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, two pretty good ball players there. Um, but looking at the statistics, I put them at C plus.
0: Yeah, my argument would be Byron Jones, since he went to Miami, has not been anywhere near as good as. Yeah, I Howard. I don't
1: I don't think of Jones as one of those guys. Okay. Um, and Howard has some variance. He's I wouldn't say he's a boomer bust, but no. um, you don't quite know. Miami Jelan last year. Howard- Jalen Holland, Holland, I think, has a lot of potential, but we're still kind of, you know, year two, sort of deal. I, I'm, I'm fine with them We're there.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with them here. Another reason not to move them up, ninth in pass defense DVOA, but 25th if you only look at plays with no pass pressure. Right. Mm.
2: Right. And that's the things we were looking at when I was putting this list together. Another team that had, I think, some odd splits, and that's why they wound up in C-plus, was the Arizona Cardinals, who besides Buda Baker don't blow me away in terms of personnel, but had some pretty good-looking numbers.
0: Yeah, the stats are much better than when you look at the personnel and you think about how good they are. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Wilson, uh, Byron Murphy, Antonio Hamilton right now is their third corner, and he's like a dude who's been on like six different teams. Um, You know, Buda Baker is swell, but the best part of Buda Baker is hitting, not coverage.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looking something up here. Just one second.
0: Their stats were really good last year. Like – right but then you look at who these guys are
1: and you're just like
0: it just shouldn't be it's just i like be. jalen
1: thompson is kind of the middle to deep safety and i swear it's not because my wife went to washington state i think he's <laughs> he's not a totally underrated guy he's not like no one's talking about him He should be you know ed reed but he's a good right. player
2: right
1: um yeah cornerback is well, you know how we've how, been <laughs> saying that through the entire cliff era cornerback is a question <laughs> um byron murphy not bad not really what we expected but not bad um as far as coverage jalen thompson might be the best player Hmm. i mean
0: if you're just looking at who they have and you're kind of you know i would move them down when you look at their stats from last year you're kind of moving them up so i'm kind of thinking this is about the right place for them
1: i was yeah i was looking stuff up did aaron did you uh Talk about their splits with without pass uh, pass rush. Fifth,
0: with a, uh, fifth in all pass def- defense. Fourth when there was no pass pressure. Huh. Again, like There's when you gold look gold. at the players,
1: it should not be this way. That makes me want to go back and look at a bunch of tape this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to look at Cardinals tape, though.
0: <laughs> I look at table.
1: Yeah, you got to make sacrifices
0: for the job. They were true. they were sixth in the league covering wide receivers who were lined out wide again. With who were these guys? Like right. it's not a guy. There's nobody there that you hang your hat on. Like, Second against tight ends. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty good. Like where did this third against number this, one receivers? Yeah. Hmm. Where did this? Come a from? In, did there's a glitch in the make logical sense. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> it doesn't.
2: yeah i'll give you some more teams because i'm tired of talking about the cardinals okay the cincinnati bengals great safeties a secondary that was getting tested a lot because they got lined up in in, in a lot of shootouts some guys at corner i do like i don't think of as elite players but chidi for example is that kind of a player last team that i put in c plus a team that was very hard to categorize san francisco 49ers a team i think of as their pass defense success coming very largely from their secondary it had some injuries, I
1: believe, in the secondary. But yeah, they had very have, injured last year. Very I love injured last year. Splits on that one. Um, pass rush, no pass rush. The Bengals, I think Awoosier. Well it's funny because the most improved player on the Cincinnati defense was their defensive coordinator, Lou Maruno who for two years I was like, injury, you injury? and now you're playing a off in the first part of the season when he's another one of those press guys. Um, <laughs> I think a is really good. If you line him up, don't give him a lot of peripheral stuff, put him right in the receiver's face, have yeah. him match and trail, he's fine. Uh, Jesse Bates, who now wants more money than God because of what Minka got. You yeah, know, Von, Mel's, Von Bell's a decent box guy. Um, yeah, like box guy. But I don't I don't really see anything that makes me want to go, yeah, move him up.
2: By the way, he wants more money than God because the Bengals had one job in terms of their long-term financial planning, and that was to take care of Bates before Barrow and all of them go through. And they – didn't do it. They just franchised him. So that's why Oops. you have a safety who's who. The market is going up and up, and he's sitting there on the, the franchise tag, smiling.
1: Remember when you could get like a really good safety for three million bucks a year? but like, this was like three years ago. Yeah, safety market plummeted, and then whoosh. right now everyone's buying the tulips. They could have they could have put him on like some
2: five year contract that set the market like in October when they realized they were a good team, but it's the Bengals and, you know. Like were-
1: Trey Boston, who was a top 10 deep third safety for a couple of years, and he got like $2 million deals with the different teams every yes. year. Yeah, every year it was a different,
2: right, right. Yeah. By the way, should the Niners be moved up because of Chavaris Ward?
0: Uh, no, but I think they should not be moved down because of Javaris Ward.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's hit some Bs. We already got some Bs because teams moved up. I'm going to start with... The New Orleans Saints, just a very strong overall defense. Obviously, some additions to the secondary.
0: I might even argue for this one to be an A. Ooh. Yeah. New Orleans is it. our number one projected defense for this year. May and Matthew is a great safety combination. CJ Gardner Johnson is strong as the nickel. Lattimore is still strong.
1: A debut is reasonable. You want to yeah. see May stay healthy because he's replacing Marcus Williams as that deep third guy and he has a talent to do it, and that's a question mark. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Gardner Johnson, I loved him coming out of Florida. He went in like the fourth round or something. I couldn't yeah. believe it, he was that low. Um, Lattimore is another one of those boomer bust guys. He will make Hall of Fame plays in them. Uh, but Matthew – couple years ago you could make the argument he was the best free safety and the best slot corner in the league. Not a lot of guys who are the best at two things in the NFL. Right. He's probably still top 10 at both. And again, glue guy. Uh, do you have an A minus? We just have B and A.
2: <sighs> Got to make the tough choices.
1: This is not Burger King. I can't have it my way. You know what? I'm moving to an A. Heck with it.
2: <laughs> Go Saints.
1: Go Saints. Yep. G E A
2: U X Saints. Cleveland Browns just paid Denzel Washington more money than God earlier in the off season. have a lot of young talent at safety. Denzel
1: Ward. He wishes Denzel.
2: he had Denzel Washington. Did
0: I say Denzel Washington? Yes, you did. He he had-
2: <laughs> Denzel Ward. Anyway, talk about the Browns guys.
0: <laughs> Very deep. Deep. Uh, they got, you know, extra guys, like in case of injury, I think that that's a really positive thing for them. Uh Newsome seems like he's really promising.
1: I love him. Loved his
0: ward is very good. Um <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is another one that I might move up, but uh I, I'd be fine with them at B, but I might move them to A because the deep, you know, they've got Ronnie Harrison and he doesn't
1: even start. Yeah. Remember in 2020 when they had four safeties and they were all box guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it that was uh... well, here it was a lot of it was a lot of man and match. It required a lot of communication. They had a lot of new guys. John Johnson came in; he was a Green Dot guy. They got Johnson and Troy Hill from the Rams. Uh, Delpit was healthy. Uh, they brought in Newsome. Denzel Ward was kind of the veteran, along with Greedy Williams, who had had, had his own injury issues. Um, based on a lot of guys in the same defense for the for the second year i would like to move them up i'm just a little uncertain because i haven't seen. all right um, let's
0: leave them i, I don't have like
1: in. i don't have an internal projection engine where i go yeah boom a like i did with the saints the okay. a's are pretty rare for now so let's yeah. leave them at b okay next up the denver broncos in general
2: football outsiders not necessarily high on their overall defense this year and we think of the somewhat overrated last year due to some, uh, you know, statistical quirks. However, you have the son of Sertain, you have two very good safeties. Ronald Darby is a good player. I stuck them here.
0: I'm okay with it based on potential. Based on how they actually were last year, uh, I would say no. But based on Sertain, the idea of Sertain growth in a second year and Ronald Darby, you know, cornerback inconsistencies probably better than he looked last year. You know they had that weird thing we've talked about a lot on these shows. In case Doug doesn't know, where Denver ran very slow pace all year with like long field position, which made their defense look a lot better than it really was, while their offense didn't look as good as it really was because they were constantly facing long fields, while the defense was facing, also facing long fields and so forth, so on and going at a slow pace. But I think with Sertain and how much people really, I mean, believe in him. I think having them here is appropriate.
1: The tape is entirely appropriate for that belief. Um, I Well, the first question I ask again, do you have a temple guy? They potentially have two in Justin Simmons, who's been yeah. that guy for a while, and Sertan could make that leap this year. Do they have then, well, the B guys, they've got Kareem Jackson, they've got Darby, they, you know, they've got some guys who can... Yep. Kwon Williams. Um, yeah. So uh, I think they have the A question and the B question sorted out. I I'd push them up to A. All right.
0: I would I argue because, leave them at leave them at B just because they you haven't seen it yet. But but well, I mean the potential is there.
1: The interesting thing, here's the difference in my philosophy between the Browns where I hadn't seen it yet and the Broncos where I haven't seen it yet is what I saw from Sir Tam when he was on was like holy crap. And I think you're going to see a lot more holy crap this year.
0: Yeah. I mean that's true, but the same's true of AJ Terrell and we left the Falcons at because they don't have anything else. Yeah, because they mean, don't have they don't have the other stuff. But I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, they I have forty five year old people. Casey
1: Hayward, and you and I are playing safety. I mean, that's not,
2: you know, that's not good. Who's your next B team? Next, speaking of, you want to see it, but the potential's high, the Los Angeles Chargers with the son of Asante, J. C. Jackson, Darwin James finally healthy, Bryce Callahan at age forty seven in the slot, and a half decent depth as well. But we haven't Mike seen Mike Davis.
1: That. Mike Davis, one of the more underrated zone corners. Really when he's
2: not him. being asked to go run around and chase
0: Tyreek, which he won't be. I with. am very good yeah. with the Chargers being here now that they've got the J.C. Jackson. Yep, I'm fine with that. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of J.C.
2: Jackson, partially because of the quality of the coaching staff that has proven itself time and time again over the past 20 years, the New England Patriots came in at a B.
1: This is where Aaron's going to bounce me off the share right? No, no, no. I, I, I. No, I have a feeling you and I are actually going to be in agreement here. Here are my notes: from B to C plus. Who replaces J C Jackson? I'm not worried about the safeties. McCourty, Phillips, and Duggar are great. It's very light in the cover with that corner I don't see the guy who's going to come up out of nowhere and be great as Jackson did a few years back. I, I just don't see
0: There it. is, there is no number one corner here. Like problem. I mean, it's, it's J- <laughs> now they've won J- Super Bowls without a number one corner. My problem like, is who are two and three. When Jalen Mills got signed, we heard about how, oh, it's great. The Philadelphia finally figured out how to use him in the slot some and as a safety some and move him around. And then the Patriots just kind of stuck him out as the second corner. And now he's the number one corner? Like, no. So I'm definitely going with the move the Patriots down to C+. Safeties are great. Yeah. And Jonathan Jones, slot corner Jonathan Jones, underrated.
1: Is McCourty a Hall of Famer?
0: I think yes. I Man. think he should be. Yeah,
1: not first ballot, but the the body. No, of work no, is but so he's long. been one
0: of the top safeties in the league for a very long time. The Body of work is three so good for so long. Yeah, yeah, and three
2: Super Bowl titles. Probably not.
0: <laughs> I think he's got. A, he's, think he's got a reasonable. Argument. I, I think. I think
2: when the time comes, he will get. He will go through the, and he might get to the finalist list. I don't have off the top of my head this the safeties of the current time. Obviously, Earl yeah. Thomas will have gotten through by then. Two, uh, uh, sure two Pro
1: Bowls, no All
2: Pros. That doesn't help. Yeah, no, it true. doesn't. There's there's a lot like like Teddy Brewski is kind of the
1: same thing. Teddy, oh my God, the leader of this team, et cetera, et cetera. You look at the oh McCordy's been better than Brewski for a long time. Okay, I... he's a higher quality player at a at a position of more import. But yeah. yeah, again, I would have to start with the question of who of the defensive backs of like right
0: are going to come season? on the ballot at the same time? Are as come him on the yeah, ballot at the same him.
2: time, and who's he going to be against? And that's a tricky question. If he's if he's really one of the best ones. Then he could move to the finalist stage and, and get into the it, kind of it, position Seymour got into where the he, stuff
1: he did in 53, he should get in for that alone. My god. <laughs> and there was that was it's 2019 when the Patriots played like man all the time, and there was a point, and they it, they played like all the bad quarterbacks, but there was a point yeah. like four or five games into that season where McCourty had more interceptions than targets. That tells you a little bit about his range. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this: that when it comes time
2: for the uh the the New England contingent to kind of put the resumes together. They've got to pick the best resumes to put out there. Obviously they don't have to put a Brady resume or Gronk resume. Those guys are going through. But when it comes times like well is it McCordy or is it like you know
0: Matthew Slater
2: or is it like somebody else along the so, way? They've got to me, make that
0: if you're looking from this era of the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to think of who is a better candidate than Brady Gronk, Gilmore, but partially for stuff he didn't do with the Patriots. Right, And then I think, I mean, I think McCourty is a better Hall of Fame candidate than Slater and a better Hall of Fame candidate than Edelman.
1: McCourty also put together Pro Bowl (laughs) level and almost defensive rookie of the year level play at both legitimate outside corner and legitimate deep safety, not hybrid, but like legit number one outside corner and legit deep third. You are the last line of defense. That's impressive. You don't see that a lot. Help me. I'm not saying he's Ronnie Lott, but that's a similar profile.
2: Help me because my brain is tapioca right now for whatever. Who's been winning the All-Pros at safety the last couple of years? I guess Harrison Smith has some. Matthew. Yeah, Honey Badger.
1: Bayard. Yeah, Bayard. Right,
2: right, right. So you are kind of stuck with this guy. As much as we're talking about this and his contribution to the Super Bowl team. Right, he
0: doesn't
1: have a lot of Pro Bowls in our Pro-Pros. It's absolutely true. And I think that stuff is overcooked, but it is the way it is. It is the way it is, and it's like okay, so you're
2: third best, fourth best, fifth best safety in the league, and, and you're not behind Ed Reed. You're you know you're behind Byard, who's a hell of a ball player, et cetera.
1: Right.
2: It becomes a tricky argument again. I'm not saying it's it's, it's it says you know you're off the. I, off the I foul think when you
1: factor in the extremely high level of play at two, and again, we're not talking slot, we're not talking box, we're talking legitimate outside corner mm-hmm. every play facing your number one guy. Legitimate deep third safety. He made that switch, and he's done very well at both. How it's many guys inter- have done that in NFL history? It's an interesting
0: argument, and we're—I'm so sick of having Hall of Fame arguments about Julian Edelman. McCourty is absolutely was, a better candidate. He
2: has no case, Patriots fans. Zero case. <laughs> Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer.
0: McCordy is absolutely course. a better candidate. McCourty <laughs> is absolutely a better candidate. Yes, he is.
2: Yes. All right.
0: It's not, sorry, I went way off the res there, but what, you have one more team that you had in the bees.
2: The Los Angeles Rams, Jalen Ramsey, et cetera, et
0: cetera. Go. All right. Here's my argument about the Rams. I don't know how they're that much different from the Falcons because Ramsey and Terrell are, like, both outstanding. But the other corners now, you have Hill coming back from Cleveland and you have long, you know, eh, and the, Long, the, the is a, safeties, Long is a
1: very good slot defender, really good in the red zone. I like Darius, oh, Darius Williams is gone. Uh, their safeties are better than
0: Atlanta's with um Fuller, but I actually think B might be too high, even though they have Ramsey.
1: Can we put like a B uh Prince hybrid symbol thing, like his hieroglyph? <laughs> Hey, Ross, can you put a hieroglyph
2: in there?
0: Um, I think you're saying leave them at B.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you on safeties, and that's why I would take them. And I would imagine this is another team that was highly dependent on pass rush. Highly dependent on
2: pass rush. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes,
0: sixth in pass defense DVOA, 24th when there
1: was no pressure. That's C a C. Plus. That's a C. C
2: plus? A C. Yeah, let's make them
1: C plus. Yeah. That's a move them down. I'm just saying when you
2: compare them to the Falcons, you know, Falcons games were mush. And you're talking about secondary for a team that couldn't score points and and was like probably not getting challenged versus the Rams secondary, which is out there,
0: you know, going. Yeah, in games that really meant something. But obviously one of the good guys from it is gone now, which is Darius.
1: And the thing about Jalen Ramsey, uh, this has always been the case, he is a spectacular player at times. But I remember the whole Ramsey versus Metcalf thing um a couple years back and in 2021 and i went back and looked at some of those incompletions and a lot of it was russell wilson completely missing a wide ass open metcalf Hmm. so ramsey can be beaten in certain ways like a lot of taller more angular corners right smaller guys will give him fits you know the the quick little mice going through the field um yeah i think c okay All right, that leaves
0: us with two teams left.
1: Yes. I have the
0: Saints in the
1: A-list
2: in my preliminary, uh, based on looking at the the numbers, particularly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team I think of as a pass rush-based team, but you have the son of Antoine. Everybody's the son of somebody nowadays. You just added Logan Ryan's going to be playing safety for them. And a lot of younger talent over the last couple of years, I think is developing a very strong second.
0: And I think the numbers from last year are hard to argue that they're that meaningful given the number of injuries that this team had at the cornerback position last year. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, So
0: So I'm actually reasonably fine with the idea that they're an A.
1: I'm moving to B because I don't, I'm not completely sold on the corners. I love Winfield. He's becoming everything they want him to be. Uh, Jamel Dean and Mike Edwards have their moments. Edwards is kind of that hybrid safety corner guy. Carl Navis is a good player, but he strikes me as a B corner. They put in A situations too often, getting his ass lit up by Tyree Kill for three touchdowns in one half of football. Okay. This is an obvious example. I don't see the A here. I'm perfectly fine with B or B plus or B hieroglyph or whatever. I just don't see him as an A. Dunn's got me. Let's move him down to B. Move him down. Move him down. Okay. Now I'm going
2: to hear it about this team in the S-tier. I know I'm already hearing about it. Left alone in the S-tier with the Buffalo Bills, Trey White. Yes, I came with a confidence that we were going to see the healthy Trey White. We have outstanding safeties. We have a first-round pick. I know I'm not a big fan of like the first-round rookie starter, but I think uh, Elam is a heck of a ball player. Strong linebackers in coverage and a very strong overall scheme. Fantastic safeties. Pushing up for S tier for a team that's always in the crosshairs last year and will be this year.
0: Best inter- yeah. Go ahead. My argument would just be, I don't think any team deserves an S okay. because okay. I feel like if you're starting a first-round rookie, you can't be considered the elite of the elite.
1: As good as White is, as good as the <laughs> safety are. I want to move him from S from dollar sign to a, if you're going to, you have to bet on Tredavious white, not only being healthy, but not starting that little degrees of, you know, Poyer and Hyde are the best safety do in the league Poyer in particular is criminally underrated. The, the numbers last year on deep passes. I'm sorry that I didn't run them for this,
0: but. Comparing Buffalo on deep passes to every other team in the year, league is like something like four yards, a pass less than any other team in the league or something ridiculous. It's like where's opponent pass
1: running a lot on targets is something like 13.2. You're three times better off throwing it into the section you you. Yeah. It was insane back how back.
0: good the safeties were. On and the like
1: thing that. about his run defense, it's a little overcooked on the negative because they don't ask him to do that. What they do have to do is blitz and he's really good at blitzing. I'm sure if they asked him to play run defense instead of being the best deep third safety in the NFL, which would be stupid because it's easier to get those run fit guys than it is to get that. Um, So, and I, I think Tre'Davious White has been the best zone corner in the NFL at his best. His footwork belongs in the Royal Ballet. There's not a thing he can't do. He's also a great man defender when they ask him to do that. Mm Um, uh, Teron Johnson is one of the best slot corners in the league. Dane Jackson has potential. Um, and getting, you know, I'm going to say getting rid of Levi Wallace, but at times it's good to move on from those players who, whose potential just bewitches you that you're going to live with all the oof moments. And now that's Pittsburgh's problem um i'm just not sure i'm all until i see white play like white which i really hope happens love him. until we Great see what player. elam could do my feeling is i'm yeah. not in on an S until we see yeah. what elam can do and elam is an aggressive guy this isn't always an aggressive pass defense they they require a lot of discipline that could take some time so i would move him down to a um is that i don't think that was the only team i thought it was an a so that's yeah. I think fun. I think New Orleans and Buffalo as our two A's make. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, I would say A. I because I don't know what dollar sign means. Is that like Legion of Boom twenty yeah, fourteen? The S at the top. Yeah. Yeah. The S at the top is a thing from Japanese video games
0: that the highest rank above A is always S. Superior. Oh. Superior tier. And yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, and you could say, well, that's only reserved for the Legion. Was, of Boom. It's really it's really small, so I thought it was a dollar sign. and You are making like a money backer joke. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't, well, let me ask you this. Who's the best, who has the best secondary in the NFL?
2: Probably, the, I, I would have thought the Bills at first plus. So talent-wise, I, the Chargers could be up there. I
1: kind of think New Orleans. Would you put any of those teams in a like a... All-time All-time, historic? most no. recently the Legion of Boom. Maybe Not we until it. we see what Elam can do for Buffalo. So but, I wouldn't, you know... I would, I would take them down to A. I think two A teams is fair. Um, I just can't put the bills on that super penthouse level right. until I see what Tredavious White is.
2: Right. The S tier is all about the, the engagement.
0: You put a team on S tier to get get people excited. Oh. Get the excitement. Well, we're going to engage by not having a team in the S tier so people can be <laughs> like, wait, they didn't think that there was any team that was elite. The kids it love it. Everything. Now they hate it. Ooh, you're in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well there are, are we comfortable with the with the tiers now? They look pretty good to me. Yeah, they
0: look pretty good to me. Look yeah, very
1: yeah. I think the uh I think the middle class looks good. I think your 1% is fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that.
0: All right. All right, that's our tier list. Thank you Doug for joining us. We really appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure a guys. Insight. Um next week we are doing pass rush with Brandon Thorne.
2: Oh no. Nice. Who better?
0: nice so uh that will be excellent next week we're doing pass rush tears with brandon thorne it's next thursday at 1 p.m eastern so thank you again to everybody who's watching live thank you again to everybody who listens after the fact on the podcast network please remember to rate and review the podcast so more people can find it remember to read football outsiders big week next week next week We're going to have the top 10 Dynasties of Heartbreak and the reveal of 1982 DVOA. Both of those things are coming next week. So, definitely check out the site, and we will see you guys next Thursday at 1 for Pass Rush Tears. So long, everyone.